How many of you love Brother Rouse, Sister Rouse tonight? Let's give him a good welcome. This pulpit again tonight. God bless him. Amen. I wonder, would you give that hand clap to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Come on, let's lift our voices together in unison. Come on, anybody thankful for his presence? Anybody thankful for the goodness of the Lord? Come on, would you really reach out to him right now? God, I thank you, Jesus. God, I exalt your mighty name. Lord, I give you praise. I give you glory. I give you honor in this house right now. Come on, would you do it from the bottom of your heart? Would you really reach out and touch him? Come on, can somebody touch the hem of his garment tonight? God, I thank you for your majesty and your power. God, your awesomeness. God, you're so good to me, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Amen. No place I'd rather be than to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. I'm just thankful for his spirit, thankful for his anointing. Amen. It destroys every yoke of bondage. Amen. It lifts the burdens off the shoulders of his people. Amen. There is not anything that his power and that his anointing cannot accomplish here in this house tonight. And I just feel that God has showed up in this place to do something great, to do something mighty, to do something wonderful in somebody's life tonight. Anybody else believe that with me tonight? God's going to do something wonderful. God's going to do something glorious, something mighty in this house tonight. Hallelujah. What an awesome, awesome, awesome God we serve. Amen. I know I say it pretty much every night, but amen. I do give honor to Pastor Moore. Amen. Give honor to Sister Moore. Amen. If y'all wonder why she apologized to me, uh, it's because I, I asked her in the fellowship hall tonight if uh, she wanted me to call her up uh, or just to bring the mic back there to her. And so I guess she tried beating me to it, amen, so I didn't embarrass her quite as bad, amen. But no, we love Sister Moore, amen, and we give honor to her. How many love your pastor's wife tonight? <laughs> Hallelujah. Great woman of God, amen, so thankful for her, amen. I, and I'm not joking when I say that, Sister Moore, I do give honor to you, amen. Thank you for everything that y'all have done for me and my family, amen. I give honor to my pastor with Spears. Amen, for teaching and preaching the word of truth to me and my family. Amen. If you have your Bibles, 1 Kings chapter 18, beginning with verse number 21. 1 Kings chapter 18, beginning with verse number 21. Amen. And all day long the Lord has dealt with my heart on this tonight, and I just want to do my best to obey the Holy Ghost. How many wants God to have his way? Amen. I said, how many wants the Lord to have his way? Amen. First Kings chapter 18, verse number 21 says, And Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him not a word. Then said Elijah unto the 450 men, uh, I'm sorry, then said Elijah unto the people, I, even I only, remain a prophet of the Lord, but Baal's prophets are 450 men. Let them therefore give us two bullocks, and let them choose one bullock for themselves, and cut it in pieces, and lay it on wood, and put no fire under, and I will dress the other bullock, and lay it on wood, and put no fire under. And call, and call ye on the name of your gods, and I will call on the name of the Lord. And the God that answereth by fire, let him be God. And all the people answered and said, It is well spoken. 
Amen. The prophet of God, Elijah, says we're about to uh, we're about to have a showdown where God is going to reveal Himself. If God be God, He's going to answer by fire. But if Baal be God, then He's going to answer by fire. And and here He allows them, the false prophets, to go first because uh, He has such confidence in His God that God would answer by fire. I wonder, would you lay your Bibles down? Let's lift our hands together. One more time all across this house, would you pray for God to anoint your ears to hear, to anoint your mind and your heart to receive his word. God, Lord, we come before you right now, God. Lord, I pray, God, that you'd empty me of myself, empty me of my own thoughts, my own ideas, my own opinions, God. Lord, I pray that you'd fill me with your holy anointing, God. Lord, I pray that you'd bind up the brokenhearted and set every captive soul free tonight, God. Lord, I pray for those that are lukewarm in their spirit tonight, God. Lord, I pray that you would set them ablaze again, God. I pray that you would move and work in them in such a mighty way tonight, God, that they would have to come off the edges and come off the fringes, God, and get right in the middle of what you're doing, God. Lord, I pray, God, that you'd use me as an instrument, as a tool in the palm of your hand, God. I admit my dependence upon you, God. Anoint me, God. Empty me of myself, God, and fill me with your holy anointing, God. Let your anointing destroy every yoke of bondage. Let it lift the heavy burden off the shoulders of your people tonight, God. And if any good thing would happen in this house, Lord, let it be said uh, that it was because of your anointing. Let's clap our hands one more time. Oh, but could somebody shout unto God with a voice of triumph? Come on, you ought to lift your voice like a trumpet. Oh, yes, we magnify that only name, the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we pray that you would move and work in this house tonight, God. Lord, make yourself known in this sanctuary, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Somebody shout in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Amen. I want to preach to you tonight what the Lord's laid on my heart. Amen. The God that shows himself alive. Amen. The God that shows himself alive. Amen. At at the time of this story, Israel had seen no rain for about three and a half years. And and there is a famine in the land and uh, the water brooks are drying up. And and even at this point, the king and his servant are looking uh, uh, just for a place that would be uh, have enough uh, grass uh, for to help save the horses and to save the mules that they have left. Uh, and there is a search going on for water. This is the desperate uh, situation that they find themselves in. This is the place that they have gotten to because Israel has turned her back against God. And her king and her queen are evil and they are wicked like none before them. And they they find themselves with the hand of God sore against them in their backslidden state and in their backslidden situation. And finally Elijah, he calls all the nation together and he calls for all the false prophets and 450 of the prophets of Baal. uh, They show up here on Mount Carmel and here uh, the the mighty man of God, Elijah, begins to declare, we're about to uh, uh, have to come to a place where we make up our minds. Uh, He says, how long will you halt between two opinions? Uh, How long will you try to go back and forth between who is God uh, and who you're going to serve? If Baal be God, uh, then serve
serve him. But if God be God, then serve him. That word halt means to hop, to skip over, to hesitate, to limp, to dance, to become lame, to leap, or to pass over. And what the man of God was trying to tell them, how long will you be crippled by trying to dance back and forth between God and the things of this world? How long will you be lame? And how long will you hesitate just moving back and forth at your desire? Okay, I'll serve God today, but tomorrow I'll serve Baal. I'll do what I want to do today, but tomorrow I might find me a place to pray. And the man of God said, it's time that we grow beyond that. It's time that we get beyond that. It's time that you get to a place in your life where you make up your mind. I'm only going to serve the God that shows himself alive. I'm only going to serve the God that is able to answer by fire. There are a lot of things that we can serve and a lot of things that we can fall in love with. But those things will leave us empty. But there is only one that shows himself alive. There is only one that can rain down fire. There is only one that has all power in heaven and in earth. Hallelujah. Joshua said it this way in Joshua 24 and 15. He says, and if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. What Joshua was trying to tell them, it's not going to do you any good to hop back and forth. It's not going to do you any good to serve God half-heartedly. It's not going to do you any good to say, I'm going to hold on to God and hold on to the things of the world. He said, you've got to make up your mind. Either you're going to serve the gods of this world or you're going to serve the one and only true and living God. And I tell you what I feel in my spirit tonight hey it's time for a showdown in the house of the Lord it's time for somebody to make up your mind I will let go of everything that's trying to fight for my attention that is not of God and it's not the plan of God for my life I refuse to serve the things of my flesh that try to drag me down can I tell you Joshua said it right when he said you gotta make a choice you gotta decide for yourself who you're going to serve. But let me tell you, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I've made up my mind. This is what I'm going to do. But you still have a choice. There's a lot of things that we can serve. But there's only one that answered by fire. And in Joshua's case... There was only one that could part the Red Sea. And there was only one that could part the Jordan River. And Joshua made up his mind. I'm not going to serve these false gods. I'm not going to serve these gods that cannot hear me when I pray. But I'm going to serve the God that reached down in Egypt and brought us out of bondage. Brought us across the Red Sea. Kept us in the wilderness for 40 years. And then brought us across the Jordan River. 
and gave us deliverance and gave us power and gave us dominion. Can I let you know tonight the choice is yours. You got to make up your mind. Do you want to serve something that's dead that cannot benefit you? Or do you want to fall in love with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the God that is able to show himself alive, the God that is able to give you a reassurance? I am yet alive and I am yet able to save and to deliver. There's only one that's able to show himself a lie. I will choose to serve him. Elijah tells the 450 false prophets of Baal, build your altar and choose your sacrifice. And there as they've built their altar and they've chosen their sacrifice and they lay it upon the altar, And they begin to pray to Baal. And as time goes by, the man of God, Elijah, begins to mock them. And he says, maybe your God is in a conversation with somebody. Or maybe your God is out pursuing one of his adversaries. Or or maybe he's just sleeping right now. Or, Or maybe he's gone on a long journey somewhere. Cry out louder than you're crying now. Or maybe if you worship your God a little bit harder, maybe he'll hear you. And maybe he'll do something good in your life. And the more violent they begin to get in their worship, they begin to cut themselves. And the Word of God tells us that the blood begin to flow from their bodies as in desperation. They're trying to get their God bail to answer them by fire. They're trying to get their dead man-made God to to answer them and to show himself alive. Can I be bold enough to tell you here tonight in the house of the Lord the things of this world that we serve and the things of this world that we bow down to, all they do is cause hurt and damage in our lives. I'm not saying that you're actually cutting yourself with a blade but what I'm saying is you're doing damage to your soul you're doing damage to your heart you're doing damage to your mind when you try to hold on to the things of the world and I tell you it's time to make up your mind I will not halt between two opinions I will not be crippled by the things of this world but I'm making up my mind I will serve the God that answers by fire I will serve the God that shows himself alive. The God that we serve is a God that never slumbers and a God that never sleeps. He never goes on vacation. And he's never too busy talking to one of his children uh, that he cannot take time to talk to you at the same uh, identical time. Uh, We serve a God uh, that's not carved out of wood and stone, uh, but we serve the God that created the wood uh, and created the stone. Uh, We serve the God uh, that formed uh, everything that you see uh, by his very breath uh, and by his very word. Uh, What an awesome God that we serve. Uh, This is the God uh, that shows himself 
yourself alive. This is the God that is able to do a work in your life. Come on, you don't have to straddle the fence. You don't have to be half-hearted. You don't have to be lukewarm. But you can make up your mind tonight. I'm going to serve the God that shows himself alive with all my heart. And after all day long, from morning until evening, to the time of the evening sacrifice, they made themselves look foolish, made themselves look silly. And can I stop here long enough? It's just like it is nowadays. Amen. There's people in this world that serve the, uh, the idol gods of football and all that other stuff that they get excited about and they go uh, and they make their self look silly uh, and they go and they make their self look foolish and then they want to look at us and make fun of us uh, when we get excited in the house of the Lord uh, because we don't have to wake up with a hangover in the morning uh, because we don't have to wake up with regrets uh, wondering where in the world am I even at. Uh, God help me Jesus uh, but we made up our minds uh, hey all that other stuff uh, hey that stuff's not even alive uh, that stuff ain't even it can't move for me when I need a breakthrough it can't move for me when I'm broken I don't know how I'm going to pay the light bill hey that stuff can't do a work for me when I need deliverance hey it can't do anything for me when I need God to heal my babies but there is a God and his name is Jesus and when I call on him he shows himself alive and he comes to see about me He said, he said oh, y'all made yourself look foolish long enough. That's all right. You can be seated. And I was talking about the prophets of Baal, but you can be seated too. Hallelujah. 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 Okay, if you feel foolish, you can sit down too. That's all right. Hallelujah. But anyway, God help me, Jesus. He said, y'all can be seated. Y'all just go find y'all somewhere to sit down and watch how it ought to be done. And he calls all the people to him. And there they gather up with him. And the first thing he begins to do in 1 Kings chapter 18 and verse 30 says, And Elijah said unto all the people, Come near unto me. And all the people came near unto him. And he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. The first thing that Elijah said we're going to do uh, is we're going to take what false worship has defiled in our lives. Uh, we're going to take what, what false worship uh, has tried to take over in our, in our lives uh, and we're going to let the Lord know that we mean business uh, and we're going to rebuild this an altar uh, unto the Lord. Uh, we're going to let the Lord know uh, hey we're not playing around. Uh, hey we're doing away with all this other stuff. Uh, we're doing away with all this other junk uh, and we're building an altar that's going to be dedicated to the Lord, an altar that's going to be dedicated to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. It might have been broken down, but Elijah said, I know that if we can repair this altar, we serve the God that can answer by fire. And can I tell you tonight, if you're feeling lukewarm in your spirit and you want God to move in your life, you need to repair the altar of the Lord in your life and say, God, I know maybe I've allowed some things in. It's not like you but tonight right now I'm 
preparing a place. I'm hollowing out a place that's going to be dedicated to the God that answers my fire. It's going to be dedicated to the God that heals our sicknesses and heals all of our diseases. The God that reaches down, who has mercy, that endures to all generations from everlasting to everlasting. I'll build an altar to that God that is alive. I tell you, he desires and he deserves a place in our lives. And Elijah said, it's time that we put God back where he belongs. And we build this altar. And there, he said, you know what? We really want you to show up in this place, God. We really want you to move. We really want you to work. But God, we're going to first build this altar. We're going to repair this altar. And can I tell you tonight, an altar is a place of death and surrender. But watch this. Yet at the same time, it is a place of life and new beginnings. An altar might look like a place of death. And a lot of times it is because we got to die to ourselves. It might look like a place of total surrender because that's what it is. That's where we lay down our own will, our own desires. But yet at the same time, as we die to ourselves, we begin to live in Jesus. And as we surrender our lives to him, he gives us a brand new beginning. And I tell you what an awesome place an altar can be in your life. What an awesome place an altar can be in your spirit. What an awesome place Hey, when we make up our minds, I've served a lot of things that's left me empty. I've been chained to a lot of things that's left me broken and disgusted with myself. But tonight, right now, I'm building an altar to the God that shows himself alive. Revelation chapter 2 verse 4 says, Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love. This is just after Jesus commands the church on all the good things that they have accomplished. But then he says, I, I know you've got some good things going for you, but you have left your first love. And this does not mean that they backslid and went back out into the world. But what the scripture is saying that they lost the passion that they had when they first began to follow after him with all their hearts. It used to be special to them. But now they have left that. And they have moved away from that. And now it's more commonplace than what it used to be. It used to hold a special place in their life. But now they're just kind of going through the motions of having children and just kind of going through the motions of showing up. It's not really a passion anymore like it used to be. It's not really that fire burning on the inside of them like it used to be. Oh, but can I tell you, if you want to feel the fire of God like you used to feel it, the first thing you want to do is prepare that altar unto the Lord and say, God, I'm going back to my first love. I'm going back to that joy that I felt when I knelt for the first time and you washed me from the top of my head to the sole of my feet and I wanted to let everybody know I've been born again of the water and of the spirit I feel his power I feel his anointing and I'll never be the same oh build that altar 
and let God show himself alive in you again. Rebuild that altar and let God do a work in your life that only he can do. He is the God that shows himself alive. He is the God that it doesn't matter what everybody else is doing. When you begin to call on his name, he answers by fire. He answers by power and authority and dominion over every adversary, over every stronghold that will try to be erected in your life. Come on, he knows how to bring the fire down. He knows how to bring the power down in your life. And he knows how to calls you to get up off of your your back and to stand up on your feet and say God I feel that revival burning on the inside of me again. I feel that restoration flowing through my veins again. I feel that joy moving on the inside of me again. Come on it's been a long time since some of you really felt the joy of the Holy Ghost flowing in your life. You need to make up your mind. Hey God I know you're the one that shows yourself alive. I know that you're the God that has ear to hear has eyes to see and a mouth to speak to me God I know that you're able to work in my situation and after the altar is rebuilt and the trench is filled with water and 12 barrels is poured on the sacrifice, on the on the wood and the stones and, and down. And now it's filled up the trench that Elijah has built around the altar. The false prophets prayed all day long. But the man of God says a simple 63-word prayer. And he says, and it and it says, and it came to pass at the time of the evening offering. At the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice uh, that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, uh, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel, uh, and that I am thy servant, and that I have done all these things at thy word. Uh, hear me, O Lord, hear me, uh, that this people may know that thou art the Lord, uh, and that thou hast turned their heart back again. Uh, then the fire of the Lord fell uh, and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones uh, and the dust uh, and licked up the water that was in the trench. Uh, And when all the people saw it, uh, they fell on their faces uh, and they said, the Lord, uh, he is the the God. Uh, The Lord, uh, he is the God. Uh, And Elijah said unto them, take the prophets of Baal. Uh, Let not one of them escape. Uh, And they took them and Elijah brought them down to the brook Kishon uh, and slew them there. Uh, Can I tell you that when the fire of the Lord fell from heaven. The people of Israel fell down on their face and they began to cry, the Lord he is the God. The Lord he is the God. They did not say the Lord is a God. They did not say the Lord is a God of many gods. But they said the Lord he is the God. Can I tell you there is none beside him. He is the one and he is the only. And if you let the fire fall in your life he'll open up your eyes and all those other things that used to matter you'll realize hey he's the one and only and I love him with all my heart the Lord he is the God would you lift your hands right now all across this sanctuary Oh, all the other things that fight for our attention, 
all the other things that fight for our love and for our devotion. Oh, if you could somehow rebuild that altar and offer up your sacrifice on that altar and let the fire of the Holy Ghost fall on you afresh. Hey, it'll make you look at life a little bit different. It'll make you look at the world a lot different. It'll make you say, hey, you can have this world. Just give me Jesus. You can have the things of this life. Just give me more of God. I don't want this world. I don't want this sin. But I want God. Not only did they declare that the Lord, he is the God. But then they took the false prophets that had lied to them. That had deceived them. And they took care of them. And there at the brook. They slew all the false prophets of Baal that were there. And they were, what was this? This was a symbol. This was a sign. Hey, God, I'm destroying anything in my life. Oh, that's not pleasing to you. Anything in my life that will tell me I don't have to serve you. And I don't have to worship you with all my heart. Anything that tries to make light of you, God, I'm going to lay it down on the altar. God, and I'm going to give you my full attention and my full devotion. Can I tell you, when we see the fire, fall. It can bring us back to our first love. When we see the Holy Ghost moving and working in our lives, it can reignite that passion on the inside of us that says, hey, I know I'm not doing exactly what I need to be doing. God, I'm going to rededicate myself. I'm going to reconsecrate myself because I want all of your anointing. I want all of your power moving and working in my life. I don't want to just dance back and forth between a lie and the truth. I don't want to just do what I feel like doing at the moment, but I want to be 100% sold out to you, God. Sold out to the fire that's burning in my spirit. Hallelujah. John chapter 2, verse 13 says, And the Jews' Passover was at hand, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem and found in the temple those that sold oxen and sheep and doves. And the changers of money sitting. And when he had made a score of small cores, he drove them all out of the temple and the sheep and the oxen and poured out the changers' money and overthrew the tables and said unto them that sold doves, Take these things hence. Make not my father's house and house of merchandise. And his disciples remembered that it was written, The zeal of thine house hath eaten me up. Can I tell you, there should be such a zeal and a passion for the things of God revived on the inside of us that it would cause us to clean out anything that ought not to be in our temple. It would cause us to clean out anything that is not pleasing to God. 1 Corinthians 3 and 16 teaches us that our body, that we are the temple of God. And in this temple there is no room for envy. There is no room for jealousy. There is no room for backbiting. There is no room for gossip to dwell there. There is no room for bitterness. There is no room for unforgiveness. Come on, we got to let the fire of God fall on our lives afresh. We got to let the hand of God reignite us with a zeal to see his glory and to see his power and to see his majesty move and work in our lives. My wife would make her way to the music. Maybe. 
Maybe you're here tonight and you need the fire to fall fresh in your life. You can be seated. I wonder would you lift your hands with me right now all across the house of the Lord. This is what I felt in my spirit all day. I didn't come tonight to make you dance. I didn't come tonight to make you shout. I come tonight to stir somebody in their mind. You've been living on the fringes long enough. You've been halting between two opinions long enough. You've been dabbling in the world long enough and coming and reaching into the things of God and reaching into the things of the world and reaching back into the things of God. And you can tell that how torn you are in your mind and how torn you are in your spirit. I come to reach for you tonight under the anointing and under the power of the Holy Ghost and tell you that is no way to live your life. That is no way to, to step in and to walk into your future torn between right and wrong, torn between serving God and serving in the flesh, uh, torn between uh, hey, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? Uh, what am I going to do uh, well, with my tomorrows? Uh, is my mind made up or am I dancing back and forth? Out of all the things that the world has to offer, none of those things can show themselves alive to you. They're dead. They leave you empty. They leave you void. But Jesus is the God that shows himself alive. Can I tell you tonight, he's able to answer by fire. He's able to consume everything that you lay on that altar. Can I tell you what needs to happen in the house of the Lord tonight? There needs to be an emptying out, a pouring out of oneself upon that altar that says, God, Here's all of me, all the good, all the bad, all the prettiness, all the ugliness. I'm laying it all out before you, God. Come and consume what's not like you and purify what's left. Let's lift our voice together. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I said, I feel the Holy Ghost right now moving in this house. I said, I feel the Holy Ghost moving in this house right now. In Acts chapter 1 and verse 3, it says, To whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God, and being assembled together with them, commanded them that, she, that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, Ye have heard of me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Jesus is the only one that's ever proven his love for you. I said Jesus is the only one that's ever proven his love for you. After he gave his life on count, after the beating that he took, after the stripes upon his back, after they spit in his face, after they mocked him and shoved a crown of thorns on his head, after they put a reed in his hand and smote him with that reed, after they put a scarlet robe on him and mocked him, after they nailed him to a cross, after they pierced his side, after they laid him in a tomb, 
Jesus showed himself alive. What drove him to do that? It was his passion. It was his zeal to see you and me forgiven of our sins. It was his love for you that drove him to that place of ultimate surrender, of ultimate suffering and pain and agony. But yet he showed himself alive by many infallible proofs. Can I tell you tonight, you and I know both that there is no denying that Jesus has showed himself alive in you. You cannot deny that the hand of God has touched you and ministered to you and worked in your life. He said, I want to take you to a place where I can pour out my spirit upon you and I can baptize you with the Holy Ghost. In Matthew 3 and 11, it says, with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Lift your hands with me right now one more time all across this sanctuary. I wonder if everybody would begin to pray. If everybody would begin to pray. Come on, I'm preaching to everybody. Every man, woman, boy, and girl in this house. Please don't disconnect. Please don't try to distract yourself. I feel a burden in my spirit. Please don't try to try to let you, allow your mind to go somewhere else. But I pray that you would search yourself. Throw your hands up. Throw your hands up. Throw your hands up. All across this house. Throw your hands up. Please. Throw your hands up. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, come on, come on in this sanctuary tonight. Come on, we, we want to let God know, Lord, we are desiring your fire to fall. We're desiring for you to baptize us afresh tonight. God, we don't want anything to stand between us and you. We don't want anything that's not like you to rule and reign in our lives. But God, let your fire fall and consume anything that's not like you. Come on, I'm going to make a pool for this altar call, probably like you haven't ever seen me do tonight so I would that you would come right now I will get on my knees and beg you to let the fire of God fall fresh in your life if that's what it would take for you to surrender your will to the will of God if that's what it would take for you to make up your mind I don't need this world he How many times has he showed himself alive to you? How many times has he showed you grace and mercy? How many times has he reached for you? How many times has he dealt with you? How many times has he sent a word just for you? I'm praying for somebody to come off the fringes tonight. I'm praying for somebody to come off the edge and say, God, I'm selling out to you wholeheartedly. I'm putting my whole heart into this thing. I'm putting my whole life into this thing. This is not just uh, uh, something I do because my mama does it. This ain't just something I do because my daddy does it. This ain't just something I do oh, because pastor thinks that's what I ought to do. Oh, But from tonight on, this is something that I'm going to let burn in me. Why? Because I realize my need for God is greater than anything 
saved us in this life. Why? Because I realize that there's only one God that has showed himself alive in me. All these other things, they might have my attention. They might have my focus. Oh, but they're not showing themselves alive in me. Oh, all they bring forth is death and damnation. Oh, but God can give me life and God can give me power and God can give me strength. One more time, would you come? 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 I said, would you come? Would you find a place to pray? Would you say, Lord, I'm rebuilding that altar in my life again. I know I've let it run down. I know I've pushed it to the back burner. I know I've neglected it, God. But Lord, I'm rebuilding that in my life. God, I'm rebuilding that in my life. Come on, I'm rebuilding that in my spirit. God, I'm going back to that, God. Lord, I'm going back to those early morning prayer meetings. God, I'm going back, oh God, to that dedication that I once had. I'm going back to my first love. I'm going back. I'm going back. I will not be satisfied with other things having my focus and other things having my attention. But God, I'm going Going back to where you are the only one that matters in my life. Come on, pray, church, pray, church.
search your heart tonight. Come on. Search your heart tonight. God, is there anything in me that's hindering you from using me the way you want to use me? I'm coming back to my first love, God. 